Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Raise the Roof every fourth Wednesday of the month. We advocate for affordable, secure and appropriate housing. So listen up every fourth Wednesday from 6 to 6.30 on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. Uh, that's right, you're listening to the Housing for the Aged Action Group show on 3CR. My name's Shane and I'm here with my co-host, Pam. Uh, how G'day, you going, Pam? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, and today we're lucky to be joined by Pauline Cremieri. Sorry, did I pronounce that right? You did. Uh, coordinator of VELS LGBTI Aging and Aged Care at the Australian Research Centre in Sex, Health and Society at La Trobe University. Um, thanks very much for coming in. Thanks for having me. All right. So uh, first question, uh, who's Val and why isn't she here today? Okay. Um, I'm not Val. I often get called <laughs> Val. Um, our program's named after Val Eastwood, who was an older lesbian who had a coffee lounge in Swanson Street, Melbourne in 1950s, 1960s, homophobic, transphobic, biphobic. Melbourne and um, Vels, by all accounts, was a really safe and welcoming place for everyone to mm-hmm. to go to, um, and particularly people who may have, um, I guess, as today, identified as LGBTI. Mm-hmm. And um, when we established the program, we wanted to honour the work of Val Eastwood mm-hmm. with the hope that aged care service providers would provide safe and welcoming. Um, aged care places and services to people of Val's generation and into the future. That's great. So uh, 3CR listeners are probably pretty savvy, but do you want to tell us what LGBTI stands for? A lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans and intersex. Great. And what what actually does Val's do? Well, um, we Vels has been around since 2009, so we're 10 years old next year. And initially, Vels um, undertook, we were formerly known as Vels Cafe, and we're, as you said before, part of the Australian Research Centre in Sex, Health and Society. And it was identified that there wasn't a lot known about older LGBTI people, their experiences and therefore their needs. So uh, initially the program undertook research, but then we moved into working more with service providers to ensure that they um, are aware of the histories of older LGBTI people and how those histories inform their access to services and um, and also that um, that that 
these histories really have um, meant that many older LGBTI people don't know about a whole range of services as well mm-hmm. and are really fearful of accessing mainstream services. And so we work with services so that they are LGBTI aware mm-hmm. and hopefully inclusive. Yeah, so mm. that touches on something that I wanted to ask about, which is, you know, HAG has a focus on housing for older people and, and you might you might imagine someone saying, well, a house is a house. What difference does it make whether someone's LGBTI? Um, so how are housing issues in particular or issues for older people different when those older people are LGBTI? Um, I guess there hasn't been a lot of research done on older people. There's been a little bit of housing research done, um, which was mainly um, around the needs and experiences of younger LGBTI people. But I guess we can kind of imagine that... Um, Um, The history um, of discrimination and stigma um, may have meant that um, housing um, access for LGBTI people may have been more difficult, particularly historically. Mm -hmm. And um, I definitely know that um, for some older lesbians that perhaps um, they weren't able to access um, funds to be Mm. able to um, purchase houses or often... Um, you know, even real estate agents um, um, either um, knowingly or not um, discriminated on the basis of, you know, they, they even to, to this day often like to give houses to people that are in heterosexual relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine, as I said, there's not uh, a lot of research that I'm aware of um, in, in Melbourne or Australia around older people, but there'd be a whole range of issues that would have meant that housing um, would have been more difficult both in the rental market and to Mm. purchase as well as um, um, a host of other things. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And and another thing that I just thought of that potentially um, because a lot of older LGBTI people's relationships or in fact their identities weren't necessarily... um, Um, acknowledged by their families of origin or respected by their families of origin, in fact, that that may have meant that they didn't, um, as other family members may have got inheritances and things, that that they may not have been um, um, given those same rights, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Pauline, can you tell us a bit about how the aged care sector has changed for LGBTI people over the last decade or so? It's great that there have been changes, but I guess there's so many more changes that are still needed. Mm. Um, in So as I said, VELVS has been around since 2009. Um, in 2011, the government undertook a productivity commission into ageing and recognised that older LGBTI people had particular needs that weren't being addressed. And in 2012, recognised um, LGBTI people as a special Um, special needs group under the Aged Care Act Mm -hmm. and in 2012 nationally as well there was the first um, development and release of an LGBTI ageing and aged care strategy Mm -hmm. though that strategy didn't require necessarily that um, services do anything and that has certainly um, changed with the new um, 
um, diversity framework and forthcoming action plan. So they're all national initiatives. So it has meant that services have had to look at what they are doing or at least become aware the government has, have provided um, funding for um, training and um, awareness training across the country mm -hmm. and VELS and TGV deliver that training in Victoria to aged care providers. Um, in Victoria, there's been a range of um, changes and I guess initiatives that has meant that the Victorian, um, the old Victorian Home and Community Care Program and now Commonwealth Home Support Program mm -hmm. has recognised and developed um, initiatives through diversity planning and practice. So there's been a lot more done in Victoria in that community aged care space, which is fantastic. The other thing that I should add is that um, there is a Rainbow Tick accreditation program, um, which basically services can undertake um, accreditation and um, the majority of services that have undertaken that accreditation are aged care services, which we wouldn't normally necessarily think that aged care will be leading the way, but <laughs> um, they are. So um, what's what's involved in getting the Rainbow Tick? So you have to undertake, um, well, you, um, you have to address six standards and those standards are quite robust. There's an, a, an external audit um, of the organisation and um, processes. So it's a, it's a framework and a systems mm -hmm. um, approach. And basically, I, I actually worked for a service that undertook the Rainbow Tick in 2012. Mm -hmm. So it, it's... Um, um, quite a long and um, thorough process. So therefore, I would imagine that LGBTI people would um, hopefully then be getting a, um, a great service, an inclusive mm. service, because you really have to look at all aspects of service delivery mm -hmm. um, and organisational approaches, all kinds of things. Yeah, I yeah. should probably mention here that HAG's currently working towards getting our own rainbow tick. <laughs> uh, Fantastic. I, I hope we're already providing a great service for older LGBTI people. I'm sure you are. Um, do you think that housing and homelessness organisations can learn from some of those changes in aged care in terms of how we work with LGBTI people? Certainly, I think it's really important that everyone's aware, particularly of history, um, mm -hmm. when we're talking about older LGBTI people because they have lived through very different times. Mm. And um, so it's really important that we are all aware of that as well as ensuring that um, you look at all the different processes in place um, in your organisation and your service delivery and, um, you know, there, there's a lot of information out there now um, that can certainly provide a really good roadmap for services mm -hmm. who want to make a, um, you know, a, a real difference and become LGBTI inclusive, whether or not they undertake the rainbow tick or not. And that's great. Great. You recently had your annual forum. Can you tell us a bit about that and how it went? Uh, we had our forum last week. So every two years we have a conference and um, this has been our first forum in the year in between. And we had a full house, and which I think is fantastic and, in fact, a waiting list. Excellent, yeah. Mm. Yeah, which means that, um, you know, we have, we have a really committed sector, particularly in Victoria. We had, um, we had a bit of a focus, I guess, on social inclusion, 
but a whole range of aspects that affect older LGBTI people and of course ensuring that we have the voices of older LGBTI people as part of the conversations um, in all the things that we do. Mm. Mm. And the forum, I think, was in, in conjunction with the Coming Back Out Ball, That's is that right? That's right, yeah. Can you tell us about that? Um, so last year we partnered with the Coming Back Out Ball. Um, in, in fact, our second national conference, which was in 2015, we had um, Tristan Meacham, who's the creative director of... Um, all the Queen's men and the Coming Back Out Ball. He came along to the conference to learn and um, and met with us afterwards and said that he had this idea for a ball and we thought he was a bit crazy. But <laughs> um, last year's ball was amazing and this year's ball was just as fantastic. You know, um, it's the, I think someone called it the difficult second album, but it, <laughs> it certainly was not. It was an amazing event and a real celebration of the lives of older LGBTI people and putting them at the forefront. I think there's all, always a lot of focus, rightly so, on younger people, but older people are often forgotten in mm. a whole range of domains, but True. particularly mm. older LGBTI people. So it was a fabulous celebration. Well, that sounds great. Mm. Um, so how can people find out more about VALS? We have a website. Um, so it, and it's kind of a little bit convoluted, but it's um, www.latrobe.edu.au backslash arches, which is A-R. Oh, I always mess this A-R-C-H. up. A-R-C-H, is it? Um, A-R-C-H. Hey, oh, oh, so what we'll what we'll yeah. say is we'll put a link to the <laughs> yeah. website in the in the show notes on the three CR website and on the Hag website. I should have had it in front of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for coming in today. Um, is there anything else you would like to say to the listeners? Um, I guess um, just being aware of um, older LGBTI people and. Um, and housing issues as well for them as well as any other older person. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks very much, Pauline. Um, We're going to hear a song now. This is Tracy Chapman and Talking About a Revolution. Celebrate International Day of People with Disability at the Victorian Disability Sport and Recreation Festival. With over 30 exhibitors and three activity zones, come and try different inclusive sports, meet Paralympians and watch the AFL Wheelchair Challenge. This is a free, accessible, family-friendly event. Monday the 3rd of December from 10 till 3pm at Crown River Walk. For more information, visit dsr.org.au. A 3CR supporter. RCR's Rooming House and Homeless Persons Issues Program featuring information on health and housing services as well as live local guests, artists and performers from our unsung community. Join us at 12pm on Thursday 
on 3CR 855 AM. Yay for summer! Summer brings swimming, summer brings picnics in the park, and summer brings the 3CR Summer Wine Fundraiser. Thanks to the support of Small Patch Wine Store in Hawthorne, we're selling 3CR Radical Radio labelled wines for only $15 a bottle. And they're even cheaper by the dozen or half dozen. Perfect as a gift or to fill a raised glass to toast 3CR at those summer festivities. Call the station between 9 to 5 on 9419 8372 um, so we wanted to talk a bit more today about uh, the recent state election. Yes. Uh, obviously, Labor returned in, in a landslide, I guess. The, yes, um, yes. Uh, first and most obvious thing to say, I think, is that everyone at HAG loves to see the Liberal Party in disarray. Uh, so that was a, a good outcome of the election <laughs> for us. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot uh, positive in the Labor Party's platform and their, their promises over the election, uh, but also some things that are concerns for us as well. And some new areas that they've claimed too, which is great. Yeah. yeah. The um, So I guess the, the best policy, that, well, the, the best, but also... Let me let me just say what it is. Uh, Labor have promised a thousand new public housing units over the next three years, yeah. uh, mostly in Geelong and Ballarat. So I think that's the the biggest new commitment to build public housing that there's been in, in many years. Um, it's great, isn't it? Certainly, yeah. as long as I've been in working in housing. Um, but that, that's a thousand houses. So oh. the. Uh, the well, number of people something. on the... It's, it's something. A it's a start. Yeah. Exactly. The number of people on the public housing waiting list now or the, the social housing waiting list is I in the vicinity of 80,000. <laughs> oh, uh, so 1,000 new public housing units, in a sense, is a drop in the bucket. But, yeah. it, but it's a start. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a yeah, start. And yeah. it's going to be important for us to keep the pressure on the... On the ALP government over the next few years. I was going to say that, years. get our thumb on, on top of them, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right, and make yeah. sure that this is just the start and not, not the end. Yes. Um, Labor still is committed to policies that are going to shift public housing over to, to the community sector, which we are not at all in favour of. No. Um, so, a- again, that's a concern and something we'll need to keep an eye on over the next few years. Um, in the retirement housing space, uh, the Labor Party platform does include a review of the Retirement Villages Act, uh, right. which is long overdue. We've talked many times on this show about the problems of the Retirement Villages Act, exactly. the lack of protections for retirement village residents. Um, but unfortunately, uh, one of the big things that HAG has been pushing along with some of our allies is the need for a retirement housing ombudsman. And that wasn't something that Labor committed to. Well, I met Mr. Shorten crossing a pedestrian crossing in Sydney about a week ago and I waved my finger at him and I said you better give us an ombudsman and he said where are you from and I said the housing aged action group and he goes yeah you've got it and put his thumb up so (laughs) Mr Shorten if you're listening you promised well I I don't know if we're going to be able to keep him to that but hopefully (laughs) the uh the uh, Both the Liberal Party and the Greens had committed to introducing a, a free ombudsman for retirement village disputes or retirement housing disputes if they were elected. Mm. Uh, and 
you know, obviously the Liberal Party won't be implemented that, but we've also seen uh, pretty substantial losses for the Greens. Mm. Um, I think very few in the upper house and one, maybe two uh, in the lower house, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'd like to mention in particular Lydia Thorpe, who was the Greens member for Northcote, yes. uh, has has been a great supporter of ours and of retirement housing and she older has. people's housing issues over the last few years. Yeah. Uh, a fantastic local member. And we were quite sad to see, see her go. Um, what else should we stay, say about the state election? I think that, that just about covers it. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, um, another thing that we might talk about politically is that last week, Bill Shorten, the federal Labor leader, gave an address to the Community Housing Industry Association. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a lot, lot positive, but also some, some things to worry about in there. Um, so he, he did mention in particular that women over 55 are the fastest growing section of the homeless population. I, I heard that myself last week. Yeah, so yeah. it's good to see that that is getting onto the, the agenda of federal politicians. It's yes. not, just, uh, not just us beating that drum anymore. <laughs> um, True. He, he talked a lot about Nat Labor's policy around negative gearing, which I guess uh, we think is a good thing to, uh, to reduce costs for for new homeowners. Mm -hmm. Um, But he also talked quite a lot about uh, rental stress and that when we talk about housing affordability, we can't just be talking about buying a house because for many people, buying a house just isn't an option. It's not going to happen, yeah. Yeah, so uh, one thing he said, um, I'm quoting him here, is I'm here today because we want to put community housing, affordable housing on the agenda for the next election. We will create a debate about community housing and affordable housing because we believe that is why governments should govern. So look, I... On the one hand, it's very encouraging to be hearing uh, a federal leader talking about the importance of housing affordability, uh, especially at a point where it seems very likely that Labor will win the next Mm. election. Mm. Um, But it's worrying that he's talking in particular about community housing and affordable housing and not public housing, uh, especially when we're looking at a a very successful and dominant Labor government in the state uh, who have no particular commitment to public housing and indeed quite the opposite, much more of a commitment to, to handing that off to community housing associations. Yeah. Um, he said, he talked quite a lot about his experience with respect to disability. I think at one point he was the junior minister for disability uh, and that he hadn't known much about those issues and that the the best thing that he'd been able to do wasn't so much a particular policy, but to make disability part of the national conversation, part of the agenda. Um, and he says, this is now my ab- ambition for homelessness, for community and affordable housing. It's my ambition for everyone who lives in public housing, to the millions of renters, to people working full-time to save for a deposit. I want these people and these issues to be threshold issues in the national political debate. So putting those things on the agenda for debate, absolutely crucial, and we'll be very happy to see that happen. Uh, But we certainly will be pushing for our own agendas around what what we believe is most important for older people's housing needs. Uh, And that's not going to be community housing for the most part. Uh, we are almost out of time for this month, oh. uh, but we should give out some contact information. So if you're interested in getting in touch with HAG, now's the time to get your pen and, and paper ready. Um, so if you'd like to get involved either in some of the political lobbying that we've just been talking about, and these are, I think, exciting times to be doing that sort of work, uh, or if you yourself uh, need assistance with respect to your, your housing, whether that's finding a house, keeping a house, uh, dealing with the manager of your retirement village, uh, always a classic. Uh, the number to call to get in touch with HAG is 9654-7389. Um, you can also check out our website, which is oldertenants.org.au. Uh, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, I'll give that number out again. It's 9654-7389. 
Um, is there anything else that you'd like to say? Sorry about members. We, we, we would love to yes. have some more members. Absolutely. I've got two coming in tomorrow. So, yeah. yeah. Not people, but forms coming in yep. tomorrow. So, yeah, if anyone wants a membership form, just uh, contact that phone number and we'll be glad to give them one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, HAG is a member-driven organisation, uh, unlike a lot of uh, community sector organisations. Mm-hmm. Um we had our AGM just last week where we the, many of the members turned out for some delicious sandwiches, <laughs> and but also to, to hear and give feedback about the directions that HAG's taken over the last year. All right, look, we're almost out of time, so we're going to leave you with a song. Um, let's hear I Love This Song, and it's about my favourite novel of all time. This is Kate Bush and Wuthering Heights. Oh, fantastic. Uh, see, you next, see you next month. Bye.